Hey everyone, welcome to a sort of a cozy episode of Game Busters. Um, we were honestly way too tired and I was way too out of town last week to record an episode, so uh, we'll be back next week, but just wanted to have something in your feed today. If you're interested, come join me on this journey. So um, I thought maybe what I would do today is talk about my 10 favorite games that I have played uh, this year, or... I guess I'm trying to decide whether to do my 10 favorite games that I have played in 2022 or the ones that are just from 2022, because I think I actually have enough for the latter, but uh, let's count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, 8? nine i guess that's ten i don't know um i'm not really interested in talking about some of these let's just let's just do the top ten that i played this year how about that so um let's start at the end here i think um most of these are cool that and like i think about half of these are from this year and half are from older years so that should be a nice blend um also if you want to skip this episode no worries just want to have something for you here, in case you're on a drive. We're going to ASMR ourselves through this. <sighs> I don't know what ASMR is. Okay. Number 10 is The Walking Dead Season 2 from Telltale Games, of course. Um, I loved the first game in this series. It is it is one of the all-time greats. It's on my all-time favorites list. Um this one did not hit me quite as hard, and I think that's true for most people from what I've seen. I think it's still a fucking amazing game. Um, still a great game. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much considering it is a sequel, but like seeing Clementine like following her journey from the first game when she's like this scared little girl to the second game where she's like only a little bit older, but like basically has like lived a hundred lifetimes, right? Like she is so weary. She is she is Old. she's old and she's an old soul um she has had to lose everything and everyone over and over again and man the ending is really sad and i you know you kind of did what you have to do but um if you've played the walking dead season one i highly highly recommend you play season two uh, i tried to play some of the um new frontier um which I didn't like very much, and then I also tried to play some of the um, the last one, the final season, and I also didn't like that very much. Um, I may just kind of leave it there, even though it's not really a good, satisfying ending as it is, but um, it's, it's a great, great story. And if you haven't played season one, just go play The Walking Dead right now. Genuinely just one of the best narratives in a video game ever. Um, if you're not aware, it has nothing to do with the, uh, the TV show, or the comic books it's sort of it's based on the world of the comic books of course but you don't really see any characters from the comics uh, show up it's, it's sort of its own original story um all right number 10 number nine is the stanley parable deluxe ultra deluxe edition excuse me um i played the stanley parable first a few years ago when i was with some friends i invited some friends over to play it because i was like Oh, this is like a choice-driven game. It would be fun to have everyone sit around and kind of like make decisions together. And it was so much fun. I loved this game. Um, 
it is one of the funniest games I've ever played, if not the funniest. Um, I think the sense of humor is fantastic and it's consistent and it actually keeps you laughing all the way through the game. Um, I this The Ultra Deluxe Edition is great. I think it has enough new content for you if you have already played the original. Um, however, it is kind of a continuation of that and it sort of just takes things to the next level. Like, it is even more meta. It is, you know, still extremely funny. Um, it has all the original base game stuff in it and then there's the, the there's literally a door labeled new content once you've done enough of the old content and you go into the new content door and there's the new content. Um, it's so funny. It gets so it gets so meta to the point that you're actually like reading through Steam reviews with the narrator of the first game, like the negative Steam reviews and like throwing them into the garbage. And then you guys actually like uh, just I don't want to spoil it too much, but I want to tantalize you. Um, you and the the narrator like craft the Stanley Parable two inside of this game um, by like trying to like put together something that would be like interesting, but not just like a parody of itself. Um, it's fun. It, it's a it's a good time. I really really recommend you play it with friends. And if you don't have if you haven't played it already, definitely get the ultra deluxe version. Um, everything in there is hilarious too. It just is like it's um. I don't know, for the asking price, I might wait for it to go on sale if you've already played the original, but it, it definitely is worth going through the new stuff. Um, okay, number eight is Immortality. I think you may have heard about this here and there. Um, it's a little bit of a weird game, and I don't want to say it's like barely a game, but it is kind of barely a video game. Um, sort of an interactive film experience, and you may know this because... I think Immortality is currently sitting at a 90 uh, Metacritic and an open critic, and it's the second highest rated game of the year, if I'm not mistaken, after Elden Ring. Um, so it's like everyone was kind of like, yo, what is this? Um, and it's on Xbox Game Pass on PC and, and console, so that is absolutely something you should check out if you have those things. Um, immortality is... It's very hard to describe. It's a it's a full motion video thing so it's, it's all live action clips um of this this fictitious actress um named marissa marcel and basically you're given this little premise marissa marcel um was this little hollywood starlet and she showed up in 1968 in this um movie ambrosio and there was some sort of terrible accident on set that stopped the movie from happening, uh, from, from being released. Then, the next year, the director of photography for that movie, for Ambrosio, decided to make his directorial debut with this movie called Minsky. And uh, he cast Marissa as the lead in that movie. However, there was a terrible accident on set, resulting in a death. Um, then Marissa, after two failed movies, and she was like this Hollywood starlet, like, she was 19 years old in, in, in Ambrosio, like, you know, she was, like, up and coming, this big actress. And then after Minsky um, goes under, she just disappears for 30 years. And then in 1999, suddenly she and uh, the the same director are back again. And she's she, this is her big comeback. She's been out of the public eye for 30 years. Um, and it's this movie called Two of Everything. And... Uh, 
then after two of everything gets uh, finished, it it also doesn't come out, and Marissa Marcel disappears once again. So, it is the year 2022 in the game. Somebody who's a big fan has done a lot of investigating and a lot of hard work to compile every clip of footage of Marissa Marcel that exists over all of time. So that includes rehearsal tapes, that includes final shots from some of these movies, that includes, um, you know, interviews, behind the scenes stuff, um, personal video logs for some things, all of this stuff. And you start with a single clip. Um, during the clip, you can either fast forward or rewind it, and you click on different things you see in this in the in the clip, and it takes you. It's called a smash cut. It takes you to that same item that exists in a different clip. Um, so let's say you're watching one clip and, you know, it's like a movie and there's like a candelabra behind her. If you pause it and you click on the candelabra, it will take you to a different scene in which there's a candelabra. And using that, you can explore your way around the entire set of, I believe, over 200 clips that make up this thing. And by the way, these they filmed three full movies to make this game. Um which is already its own phenomenon like that's that's crazy um but there is a a secret that i can't tell you um which is pretty cool once you figure it out you'll start realizing that there's more to this and um you'll start piecing it together i was a little unsatisfied by the ending because the end can still the game can still end before you figure out what happened and then you're like well i guess i didn't figure it out i didn't see all the important clips um, I'm not really sure what it is that triggers the, the credits rolling, but whatever it was, was not like, oh, you found all the important clips. Cause like we had to, my friend and I played this together, which was so much better. I do not think I would have finished this game on my own, but like having a friend with me and just talking about like, well, did you see this in this scene? That, that might be this. And uh, what if it, what if this is this, you know, what, wait, what was she doing in April of 1969? Go back to that. Go back to that. Um, it was so much fun to play detectives together, basically. And I've played a lot of other games that like are like, hey, you get to be a detective. I've never played a game that made me be a detective more than this one. And I don't think that's fully a compliment. I don't like being a detective, I found out. I'm not good at it. Um, I'm extremely bad at it, actually. Uh, but this game really, really relies on you actually doing some deductive reasoning like consistently. And... It is a hard ask from, I think, most people, including myself. Um, however, it is very, very cool. Again, it's on Game Pass. Um, like, go check it out. It's a, it's probably the most interesting game that's coming out of, of this year. I think, that's, I think that's an easy thing to say, actually. I think this is the most interesting game of 2022. Um, so be a part of it. Go check it out. Um, all right. Number seven is The Quarry. Yay. Um, Until Dawn is one of my favorite games ever. And that's mostly because when I was in college, or in grad school rather, I kind of... So I when I got to grad school, I was like trying to make friends, and I saw there was a Quidditch team, and I was like, here I can find the nerds. And so I joined the Quidditch team. Um, and I... Uh, I, I kind of like uh, was trying to make friends really hard and like, you know, I, I like kind of vaguely knew some people and from practice and stuff. And then like when it got around to Halloween, 
I was like, okay, I want a bunch of people to come over. I like cast like a wide invitation of like, hey, people come over. I, I have this game until dawn. I, ha- I have not played it, but I want to try it out. And everyone says that you should play it in a group. And so the people that showed up there like ended up becoming my friend group like throughout school there. Um, shout out to the Vortex Club if anyone's listening. Um, and I mean... Uh, some of those people are still like some of my closest friends in the world today, like whatever, six, Jesus, six years later. Um, so anyway, with that backdrop, I love until dawn. I've played it through four times with four different groups of people. Um, I've thought the follow-up, uh, dark pictures games were okay. Um, house of ashes was good, but like, I would say like a seven, um, the others I don't think were as good, but man, the quarry is great. They fucking nailed it. Um, and of course we have Brenda song from the sweet life of Zach and Cody. She's in this one. Um, David Arquette from the scream franchise is in this. Um, there's a lot of, uh, Oh, justice Smith. He was in the detective Pikachu movie. Um, there's a lot of people you'll just like recognize the, the faces of, um, great performances, great story i mean they just they did until dawn again with new characters in a new location it's equally cheesy and fun and campy and very cw so if you liked until dawn you will love the quarry and if those kinds of games aren't for you that's fine but i fucking love these games i think they're brilliant and i've always wanted when i played the when i played until dawn the first time that was that feeling of like I I did not know I wanted or needed this, but I I need it. I need more of it. Um, I love these narrative choice driven games. Okay, I'm gonna take a sip of my green tea. Hold on. That's that ASMR you came for. All right, um, number six is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, I am a huge Pokemon fan. I've played every game in the franchise. I've been playing my first, my very first video game was Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy Color when I was three years old. Um, my dad got that for me, and I still remember that I beat that game too. By the way, it's the first game I, I owned and the first game I beat. And I remember, um, I still remember to this day beating the Elite Four with my Blastoise using Ice Beam on that that Dragonite and um, with. You know, me and my Blastoise really had, like, some... We made some memories back then, and it's probably one of my earliest clear memories, if not my actual earliest clear memory, is, like, beating the Elite Four as a, as a little three-year-old child, which I cannot believe I, I did, but I just button-mashed my way, I think. Um, regardless, I've played every Pokemon game. I have a ton of Pokemon stuff. It's, it's definitely one of my main things, like, just in my whole life in general. Um... I was, um, I was, I think, as disappointed by Sword and Shield as most people, especially a lot of longtime fans. Um, there definitely were some good things in that game. I think the music was phenomenal. Um, the new Pokemon designs were great. They were the best they've been in, like, 20 years. Um, you know, some of the town designs were fucking fantastic. Like, really good stuff, like Sir Chester and Modestoke. Um great cities um i'm just kind of kind of scrambling to find good things to say they weren't bad games um 
they just were disappointing lots of potential that was not used and graphically looked like garbo um which i guess carried over to this next entry because finally after 20 something years 25 years actually game freak has made a new game it's different it's not just it's not the same game with new pokemon again and new features and like wow so if you are a pokemon fan and you still have not played arceus i demand that you immediately shut this down and go play it um this game made me so fucking happy i ended up giving it a 9 out of 10 which is crazy but like this game made me so happy like finally it really felt like game freak like loved pokemon as much as i do there was heart and there was personality in this game for the first time in decades um and i just am so so grateful i don't want to like sit here and like yell about it because i could do that for a very long time but this game is amazing um it is a completely new formula for pokemon it's kind of similar to monster hunter in a weird way um and it even changes the battle system up for the first time um plus you know getting to live in this like living town and like when you when you catch pokemon and they come live in your town they actually do stuff like you get you get a sphere and it, it they're like oh we could use that sphere on the farm like to water the plants and then you, when you walk around town your sphere that you caught is out there watering the plants and not sitting in a box in a in your pc wasting away um anyway i have a lot of really good stuff to say about this game um if this game had looked good if this game had looked as good as zelda breath of the wild i think it would have been it i would have been a 10 for me this is the first game i've ever played that looked so bad graphically that i docked a point um the frame rate was okay i there were definitely some frame rate drops but not too many to be noticeable it like it held 30 fps really well um which is already like kind of like but um just the 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 resolution and like the pixelation and the draw distance and the anti-aliasing is so bad it looks actively bad and i feel bad about that but it's not the switch it's not really the switch's fault like kirby came out two two months after this and it's fucking amazing looking anyway pokemon legends rcs is just like a love letter to pokemon in general and it's like this is the way that you can interact with them this is the way that you can live with them this is the way that you can love them like it doesn't have to be about fighting because this this game the fighting the battle stuff is like so tertiary it's like barely there's barely combat in this game and the game is so much better for it um it's just about living with pokemon and like exploring their world seeing what they're all about and you you build the pokedex um it's it's a brilliant idea and i am way more excited for Whenever they announce the next Pokemon Legends, that'll be, like, my most hyped game, for sure. Um, Alright, then we have Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I just mentioned at number 5. Great game. Blew me away. Did not expect this. I love Kirby. I've played, I would say, at least half of his games, if not more. Um, I've I've really enjoyed a lot of them. Triple Deluxe was one of my favorites. Um, Crystal Shards on the 64 was another one of my favorites. Um, but Forgotten Land blows away everything that Kirby has done before. 
it's hard to even talk about it, but like just imagine Kirby. Kirby is, you know, in a 3D platformer now, and it is made with the same level of polish and precision and level design care as Super Mario Odyssey, if not more. Like, that's how polished it is. Like, everything is so tight about the level design. And I think the the logline I used for my review was like, Kirby is all about finding secrets. No matter how small the secret is, there's a little reward. Like, you think to look behind a little pillar, there's a little reward there. It doesn't do anything, but it just is like a little reward for, hey, you found a secret. And they get increasingly more obscure, of course. But, like, there is a li- there is this inherent delight in discovering a secret, and that is the whole point of this game. Plus, the ending was, like, amazing. It's one of my favorite final boss fights ever. Um, so, yeah, I I really recommend Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Um it is is definitely the best game in the franchise. All right. Um, number four. I did it again. Number four. A man who never eats pork buns is never a whole man. That's right. Sleeping dogs, baby. Um, I don't know what really put me onto sleeping dogs this year. I played it like three or four months ago and i i blasted through the entire thing in a week uh like a 20 hour game and oh my god i got so enamored with this i love this game it is on my favorites of all time list um i cannot believe how good it is i i don't really like grand theft auto that much and i don't really like saints row and i don't really like any of the other like similar kind of games that there are but like this story is heartfelt it is it is real it is powerful it has excellently written characters and the combat is great the combat is so much fun it feels so good like it feels better than yakuza to me uh like the old yakuza games with the live combat i think sleeping dogs feels better um it just like the world just felt like yours to explore there was this real dynamic of like right and wrong for like what wei shen like should do when you're making these decisions and stuff and like man hong kong is amazing like i I just loved getting to explore a completely new city in that level of authenticity i'm sick of fucking new york i'm sick of los angeles i'm i'm happy i'm so happy with this game it's weird like i just i genuinely never thought i'd enjoy it i just picked it up on a whim um like because it was like four dollars or something on a sale but I just picked it up on a whim. I, I, I really just GTA never clicked with me. And like, I think Cyberpunk 2077 is another one of these kinds of games. And it's like, yeah, I enjoyed that enough. But like the city setting just never has clicked with me in these kinds of games. And like Hong Kong absolutely clicked. Um, this game has an amazing story too. Like I said, great characters. Emma Stone is in it. So, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Um, all right. Number three is Hitman 3. I finally played the Hitman games this year. Uh, I had not played them before. And despite everyone, you know how you have those games that it's like, hey, you would like you specifically would really love these games. And like almost everybody you talk to tells you that because of your specific taste in games. Like, you know, that, you know, the Dishonored games are like some of my favorites ever. And I've played those for hundreds of hours. Um and I love Prey, and, you know, I liked Deathloop a lot, too, and 
um day sex was really fun um but like i i I just haven't dipped into a lot of other immersive sims um and so you know everyone kept telling me nero you love hitman it does the exact thing that you keep saying you want all video games to do which is that like (laughs) i want i want all video games to give me dozens of different ways to get around every obstacle i see in these complicated interlaced systems that are that are constantly changing and moving in this living world and like I want to not, I think that's the thing is like I want to play the game in a way no one has ever played it before and I want everybody else to play it a different way than I did and that's something that you that's the immersive sim thing you know but um, everyone kept telling me Nero played the Hitman games I went through all of them in like a month uh, earlier this year and um, Hitman 3 is perfect it is the perfect culmination of levels of like just there is so much you can do like I I probably am gonna go back and play it again before the end of the year like I'm just like I already have like ideas swimming around in my head of other ways I could have done these levels and this game's made to be super replayable like um I just if you enjoy the idea of playing a game with no constraints with no direction with no limits on what you can do like you are in a sandbox and you're the whole point is like how many different crazy ways can you think of to get this thing accomplished how many times can you try them and how many times can you save yourself after you inevitably fuck up um and like i don't know i think hitman's fucking brilliant um if you enjoy the dishonored games i think it scratches that exact same itch so that is the highest highest compliment I can give the video game. Um, all right, we're getting close to the top here. <sighs> Number two is ah, fuck. That was Ellie. Sorry, Ellie. Come up. Come on, Ellie. Come on. Ellie is my cat. If you don't know, I'm not like trying to summon a person like that. Um, okay. Number two is Elden Ring. Ellie didn't ring. Ellie didn't ring. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. I don't like From Software games. Typically. I genuinely hated playing Dark Souls. I hated playing Dark Souls 3. I hated Bloodborne, and I hated Demon Souls. Um... All four of those games were 100% miserable experiences for me. Did not enjoy any of it. Um, I had friends helping me. I had friends come in to play with me who knew those games inside out. I even spent... I spent eight hours on Bloodborne. I spent seven hours on Demon Souls. I just did not have one single second of fun. Um, I don't like hard games. I really don't. Um... I, I think medium difficulty is about as hard as I usually like to play games. Sometimes I just switch them to easy. It is whatever it is. Like, just depends on the game. Um, I don't like the I don't like that games are that hard. I don't like that there's not a way to get around how hard it is. Until there absolutely is. Welcome to Elden Ring. This game is exactly as hard as you want it to be. If you don't want it to be challenging, then it won't be. At all. It's not like it's an easy game. It is for certain not, but, like, (laughs) 
I remember when I got to like the first um, the first boss or mini boss rather, and I fought it. Um, the the guy in the 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 tree knight or whatever it's called right outside the spot the the beginning of the game, and I fought it and it was very clear that it like you know destroyed me right, and I was like, hmm, okay, and then I just went the other direction because I didn't really feel like fighting it, and then I went that way for a few hours and then I you know found another enemy I couldn't defeat and was like oh I guess I'll go another way, and I did that again. And I just kept doing that over and over and over again. And every time I encountered real resistance, I just turned around and went another way. And this game is brilliant because it doesn't ever make you go anywhere. It doesn't ever make you do anything. There isn't like a right place to go next. And like, it's just so, th this is a masterful open world. Like when I think of like the amazing, the, the masterful open world designs, like I think of like, I would gr I group this up there with Skyrim and, and Breath of the Wild and Red Dead Redemption 2. Like Elden Ring has a brilliantly designed open world. And like, it's just always, always, no matter what you run into, this game never has to get hard. You can just go somewhere else and you level up. You get better, you get better weapons and armor just by playing the game. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to know what to put your stat points into. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, this game made the, the excitement that other people seem to feel with other From Software games accessible to me by making it so that I could reduce the difficulty just by playing the game the way I wanted to, which is to just, like, wander. I have no objectives. There's no map in this game. Or there is a map, sorry. There's no journal. There's no quest log. There's no map markers. This game is pure wanderlust, very much like Breath of the Wild. And, you know, something about that, just like... It's hard to find. There, I just can't think of a lot of other games like that. Um, you know, Red Dead 2, like I said, kind of comes to mind. Skyrim, Skyrim comes to mind. But, like... There just really aren't uh, the open world in a lot of games just doesn't seem like, like it had to be open but this is just such a brilliant way to use it and it's just like go it's literally just go go in any direction you will find new things there there is so much game in this game i cannot believe how much game there is it took me 91 hours to finish this game and i like bull rushed the last third of it <laughs> um <laughs> it's and I, 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 cause I skipped an entire region, like it's there's, and it's not repetitive. Like they, they repeat some bosses and some mini bosses here and there. Sure. But like the actual world that you're exploring, there's something new to find on every corner and every single thing is interesting. I just, I can't believe they pulled this off. Um, and I'm sure you don't need to sit here and listen to me, like talk about Elden Ring, the you know, and be another person saying how good it is. Like you've, you've heard already. Um, but, um, the other thing I was going to say is that like, I think there are some major design issues with it. Um, <laughs> which I don't really have time to get into now. I think the multiplayer thing is completely bullshit. I think the fact that you can't pause the game is completely bullshit. Um, there's a lot of dumb factors on like logistics of this game <laughs> that like, um, and then it's just so long, like it, it should not be that long. I don't like most people just don't have the time for a game like this. Um, but like, 
it's just really like I don't know exploring a lot of this place especially with with some friends you know playing multiplayer like it's just it's just like all-time memories of gaming my favorite gaming memory this year was with my friend uh momo shout out to momo um taking me to this optional boss fight where this there's this lightning dragon in this coliseum and we kept getting our asses fucking fried and we just kept scheming every time like we would start over and be like no hold on listen do this this time and then you run this way and then i'll run this way like okay execute the plan and like finally it worked like the i I felt that that satisfaction the sense of pride and accomplishment that ea has been talking about i just like i felt it it was so real um but yeah anyway i'm not good at video games i don't ever play them on hard mode i beat elden ring you can beat elden ring you can beat it and it is hard, but you can beat it, because if it's hard, just leave. Go anywhere else. Do anything else. Um, all right. Got to get a drink again. Let's see. All right. Number one is... AI the Somnium Files and Nirvana Initiative. Um Alright, so I love the Zero Escape games. Um if you don't know, the Zero Escape games are a series of uh horror slash uh puzzle games that are um basically like these <laughs> esoteric pseudoscience things, but like there's like a lot of it's like anime characters sort of and then there's like escape room puzzles basically are, are the game part of it like you're in a saw situation um where these characters have been trapped in in this like saw scenario where there's like this evil grandmaster named zero who is keeping them all in there and then like if you don't escape then you'll die etc um i'm not doing a good job pitching zero escape but play those games the the first two games are remastered and packaged together as the nonary games and i think they're on they're not on switch they're on pc xbox and playstation and they're actually on playstation plus and xbox game pass uh for free so please play those games um so the reason i mentioned that is because the director of those games katara ichikoshi who is a fucking mad genius um has made a sec he followed up the zero escape trilogy with the new series called ai the somnium files i loved the first one the first one came out in 2019 i want to say um great game definitely had some issues wasn't a huge fan of of uh how the puzzles were done and and had some issues with the script um the sequel is one of the best sequels i've ever seen and it actually has made my um top 10 or not top 10 rather like my my list of 10 out of 10 games it is the prestigious 16th entry of my 10 out of 10 games um and you can listen to my review um or, or watch the review rather i have a video on youtube.com slash game luster i reviewed it for our site gave it a 10 um i man i can't sing enough praises for this game it has one of the best narratives ever it has some of the best performances i've seen in a video game it has some of the best music i've ever heard fantastic art like so many innovative story choices 
like the the fact that like you are manipulating your storylines as you go with information from other storylines is and i don't want to spoil too much about that but it's, it's so brilliant it's a, it's a completely innovative way to do storytelling and the characters are so good like the characters are amazing the the vibes are immaculate like i just can't talk enough about this game you do have to play the first one first um so ai the somnia files is on xbox game pass on pc and console um you can also buy it on switch or steam or playstation um play that game it's great it's great it's not as good it's not anywhere near as good as the second one but it's still a great game play that and then play the nirvana initiative um i really don't know what to say to you that's gonna make it make sense being that it's a sequel um out of context but like it is it made me very happy and it's um i'm just like looking at the cover art right now remembering how how good it is and how much like oh there's so much voice talent too like um uh kizzy is played by amelie the youtube singer um who i love and um Gen is actually played by um, Sung Wan Cho, Pro ZD on YouTube, if you know him. Um, there's a lot of, uh, but they're excellent, and there's a lot of excellent, excellent voice acting in this game. The whole thing is fully voice acted too. Um, these are puzzle detective games, by the way. So they're like they're like kind of thrillers. Um, uh, but anyway, okay. I'm I, I could I'm starting to get like heated up talking about this game because it's so good. Um, yeah. So anyway, those are my my top ten games I've played this year. Um, if that was interesting to you, I'm glad. If not, that's okay. Um, but I hope at least one of the things I've described here caught your attention. Be like, I should check that out. And if you if that if that is true, then I'll call this a success. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be back with uh, more episodes next week. Uh, make sure to check out our other podcast, Dragon Busters, where me and Jess and Felicia are doing a weekly series, um, a podcast about the House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Um, if you're watching, why not listen along with us? We have a lot of fun stuff. We do some kind of some recaps, but we we mostly try to dig into like the 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 themes, like the you know the subtleties of the episodes, finding like you know talking about the um, not behind the scenes but like under the surface stuff of like allegories metaphors like symbolism um you know trying to discern reasons for actions and stuff like that so we want to get into the nitty-gritty of it but it's also mostly just us like farting around um which is very fun so come listen to us fart around um i think that's it so check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash game luster i'm so running out of breath my my mouth is so dry. Um, yeah, check us out. Um, thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye.